genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of hot fuzz, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And today we're about to go off on Minute 81, which begins with chanting and flashbacks and ends with Tom Weaver telling the NWA that the death of Nicholas Angel can allow them to all move on to the village's real threat. And uh, we have guests this week uh, from the Bat Minute, Niall McGowan and John Parker. Welcome. Oh, hello. Hello. We are here to smash your heads like yeah. a piece of falling church. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the vigilante wow. known as Bat Minute. <laughs> the vigilante <laughs> known just, as Bat Minute. Yeah, just here for the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, this minute uh, is really all about um, sort of filling in some of the gaps it's sort of it's really like an extended reveal of like these are the, they were all responsible um and it really it is you know we've we've used the agatha christie sort of uh, uh comparison before on the show uh with this portion of the film uh but sure. this is definitely the most agatha christie move that this that this movie ever does cuz i mean this is this reveal is straight out of uh, 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 the train movie, right? The train book? <laughs> Murder uh, on the Orient yeah, Express. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Murder on the Orient. It just, I started talking and then I realized I had forgotten the title halfway through my sentence and I was like panicking <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, yeah. Murder on the Orient yeah. Express, yes. Otherwise known as Kenneth Branagh's mustache on a train. Yes. <laughs> or, or, the, or, or the Imagine Dragons movie. Um. <laughs> that's actually mm-hmm. a good uh, thing to point out though i've never really thought about the connection it is very agatha christie i i love how you've brought it up on the show before this film it's more of a horror movie than you ever remember yes no, but, ma- no matter how many times dimension. you see it no matter how many times yeah. you see it you always you remember the action stuff and you totally forget the horror stuff yeah, and the action stuff is so little of it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's another thing that you've brought up I've never considered. It is very Agatha Christie, which isn't obviously horror, but there's the investiga- investigative element. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. That's the thing. I thought it was quite a, quite appropriate because like one of the, the first shots we get to this minute is a shot, a close-up shot of Edward Woodward's face. And the whole thing to me is obviously it's a reference. Well, not a reference for the whole thing. It's, you know, it's its own story, but... Having Edward Woodward there is obviously an allusion to the Wicker Man. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yeah. It, and then, you know, the reveal of that would have been like, oh, the whole freaking island was responsible for this abduction and stuff. So, right. And for it, some reason, for me, visually, this weird dreamlike montage of fading in and out of the NWA's faces with like the audio voiceover it does it it reminds me a lot of the more wicker man suspiria influences mm-hmm. that yeah. this movie has because it is kind of like wh- what's happening because like that that's 
that's where your head's at the very first time you watch this movie is like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> it kind of struck yeah. me as strange in that um, for like a second when I was watching it, like in the rewatch leading up to this, I got Edward Woodward confused with Donald Pleasance because they, they look almost like identical men. At, mm-hmm. And they're yeah. in that age where they're both like, yeah, bald, well, white beard. But then I remember well, yeah. Donald Pleasance died in like the mid 90s. So like, yeah, oh, I was going to say, that's, that's how you tell the difference is one of them is dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, been, soon they'll both be dead. And then what do you do? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it would have like, worked if Donald Pleasance had been there because, like, you know, another oh, yeah. film this is similar to is Eye of the Devil, which of course has Donald Pleasance in it. And that's, that's got the reveal. That like you know, this thing happens. Turns out the whole village is a cult and all this kind of thing. So. Uh, man, uh, I'll throw Donald Pleasance up on my like wish list of people to pop up in Last Night in Soho. <laughs> it's like a shop owner or something. It would have to be. Uh, it would have to be as a uh, CGI creation, like uh, Tarkin <gasps> in Rogue One. But uh, <laughs> oh, it's true. <laughs> it would be. It would be great would if that it. they if they spent the money to do that. <laughs> be so random. <laughs> yeah. As a as Edgar Wright, has he ever mentioned if he had any plans to bring in like because he's got Woodward there reanimate dead getting, actors? No, but <laughs> well, maybe. But uh, if he ever considered getting in like Christopher Lee, who would have been alive at the time, because then oh. that would have been like, eh, you know, Christopher Lee life. is the one. Oh my gosh, yeah, I don't know who he would have played. He's so. I don't know if I would buy him in like a real world anymore at that point <laughs> he's too I think at that point that yeah it could have been like maybe that's why he didn't go for them it's like if you put christopher lee in this movie yeah. Rusty instantly- yeah. <laughs> part of me part of me wonders if maybe christopher lee was like when he was writing the movie with peg maybe they're like they're like fan cast of skinner at the time was christopher lee and then maybe oh, it went out to him and he like didn't have interest or was busy shooting something else and so then, then that's how we end up with uh, yeah. with 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 who we got. But uh, I could I'm see a lesser of prices. Yeah, I could see, I could see, uh, I could see Skinner, a version of Skinner played by Christopher Lee. He wouldn't yeah, be a fun yeah. runner. <laughs> like I don't want to change this movie, but if they did, you know, if if it went a different way, in the Spider Verse version of this yeah. movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of which, that finally came out on. Uh, on Blu-ray and digital here. Oh, uh, great! I, Finally, I got it. I got it yesterday. Yeah, oh, that's good. It's really, really good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll report back after the weekend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I love this. I mean, the other, the other thing too that I remember at the time when I, when I first saw this. I mean, like, granted, we had seen the, the hooded killer a few times uh, at this point in the movie, but. It, specifically seeing all of them and they're not wearing the mask. Like I, I assume that they had been wearing a mask or at least like, like one of those like faceless masks, you know, like those those hoods with like the, like the mesh material in front of your face. So you can't ever see like your face. Oh, um, it seemed like they were probably wearing those at least during the shoot. Uh, maybe, maybe the idea was that they weren't wearing a mask at all. Um, but uh, this bit where you can clearly see their faces under the hoods and they're all standing around in these, like, I, I wouldn't, I, I, it almost looks like they borrowed all of these costumes from like scream. Um, like these were all of their like extra, extra, uh, like cloak suits or whatever for all their stunt doubles and stuff for Ghostface, Um, cause it's, <laughs> it's literally like the exact same costume, uh, that, it that Ghostface actually, yeah. wears. Yeah. 
Um, so like I just got I got heavy, heavy scream vibes uh, in this sequence watching this when it first came out because I was not a I, I hadn't watched things like The Wicker Man or Murder on the Orient Express or any of those things back in uh, in 2007. So I wouldn't have been aware of the the stuff that it was actually pl- paying homage to. Um, I I I would have I would have just seen this and be like, oh look, they all look like Ghostface without the mask. <laughs> I'm going to make I'm... a I'm going to make a bold declaration. I I'm, I'm going to make a uh, in, in in terms of canonization. Okay, making something Ooh. canon. Um. When the movie Scream came out, maybe the Scream 2, uh, these costumes were probably in a lot of shops all over the world, even. Mm-hmm. And then that is when someone bought in bulk a bunch of those costumes, and that's when the NWA started. It's like the late oh, 90s. Because it wouldn't uh, look suspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would have been 96. Yeah. So about so running for about 10 years as by around the time Nicholas Angel rolled into town. I think that pretty much tracks with the the history that we're going to get uh, later in this week. I think remember plays. we were saying that there's there's a length of time in which it becomes unreasonable that they would be able to keep this going. Right. Right. For a minute, I thought you meant wearing anything from Scream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm dressed as Stu. <laughs> <laughs> because it, it's weird. Like, how long do you think it's? gonna have to be before people are able to wear that screen mask again because you still can't get away with it you just look like an idiot now well i mean like a hockey mask you can argue that you're a playing hockey or b casey jones that screen mask has only ever been yeah yeah ghost face i feel like i feel like we're getting very close thanks to the tv show i think the tv show like pushed this along but mm. because they changed the mask in the TV show, I think we're coming mm. up to the point now where if you in like two years, if you dressed as Ghostface as a thing, it would be like a throwback thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, to like 18 year olds. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's the old movie. <laughs> yeah. We're not quite there yet. I think we're still about two years. But I think typically that's like a like a fifth, like in a 20 year period. But I think the TV show rushed it along because it was Scream, but it didn't have any of the iconography of Scream. And so mm. I think it pushed it along a little bit faster than it would have otherwise. Um, Scream 4 uh, was like 2011, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did anybody yeah. watch that one, though? <laughs> I think most people I did. just liked 1 and 2, oh, didn't they? I, I, uh, yeah, Scream 4 is, uh, is, is, is actually quite good. Uh, it's what I wish Scream thing, 3 was. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't 3 the worst one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, 3 is definitely the worst one. <laughs> That's the thing, John. Uh, I went to see Scream Four in the cinema, and I went with uh, with your partner, Lol Gall. <laughs> me, we went oh, to see yeah. it together. Because <laughs> I, I, would, I didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah, one of our weird side adventures that we sometimes have every couple of years. <laughs> like, I want to Scream Four. <laughs> I saw Scream Four. Scream Four was my very first date with my current girlfriend. Oh, yeah, we saw Scream Four together. Um, oh, so, that makes you like it even more. Yeah, it's true. I saw Scream Four with my college improv troupe. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> also, a fantastic story, and I'm sure it makes you love the movie even more. <laughs> Although, the thing is, I, when I saw Scream Four, I actually really liked it, but I've never watched it since. 
it was just like one of those ones like that was pretty good but i've never been tempted to go back i've seen the first two dozens of times yeah i've seen the third a couple of times but that yeah. one's just like yeah, yeah no no it's good i'm afraid almost to go back to it and to find out that oh wait no it's terrible <laughs> it's the fourth one's on on netflix over here yeah i've seen it again i the thing that frustrates me with scream 4 is knowing what the ending was intended to be and how the studio made them change it uh, which the ending was intended all the stuff in the hospital in Scream 4 that those were all reshoots and and yeah. it, it was actually supposed to end with her winning um, mm. and like it was supposed to and then like the sequel was going to like carry on from her being like famous for being like the survivor even though she wasn't really um, mm. and like going on from there and it was going to be about like Sydney getting her revenge or whatever but like I that would have been such a better, like ballsier ending, and and they yeah. really they really wussed out by just like making it like every other scream movie in the last like fifteen minutes. <laughs> I, th- I think I think you could almost tell that as you're watching it because it just feels like oh the movie's come to a natural conclusion. Yes. Why is it still on? Yes. <laughs> like, why why is there additional material going on here? Yeah. Oh wait, no, the ending's different. <laughs> it's, like, it's a it's a real Return of the King kind of moment. <laughs> Anywho, Hot Fuzz. Uh, <laughs> this you is know, a movie I've seen 150,000 times. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think this is the height of the the NWA, you know, the, the, this company of beloved actors in the UK. I think this is the height mm. of their commitment to this ridiculous premise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, like, picturing them all, like, on set, just behind the scenes. It's like, God, they must have looked so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm enjoying though as it's going past, uh, you know, getting close ups of everyone's face, and then we see um, like Timothy Dalton just looking like he's just having the time of his life, mm-hmm. like, yeah. just in character and probably just in in person as well. He's just like, yeah. I just get to ham it up this whole damn movie and playing <laughs> this over the top. Like, you just want everyone to think that I'm the villain, even though I am the villain actually as well. <laughs> but just to be able to like, no, just go, just go balls to the wall. Just like, yeah, just really, really ham this thing up. It's just it, I always think that that must be like the actor's dream when you get to play the big villain. Like we've seen it, uh, you know, doing Batman. It, we've seen it twice. There's like scenes of Jack Nicholson on top of that cake, getting to talk about like you know, uh, you know, now you know comes the part where I relieve you, the little people of your failed and you so, like kind of come out with dialogue like that. It must be like if you're an actor, like oh I love doing this, like this. Yeah. And then the Penguin standing, Danny DeVito standing, talking to a room. Of like penguin warriors just declaring this big <laughs> patent esque war speech. It's like that's what that's what you get into the business for, really. And I think this is the closest like Dalton comes where he's just like, Oh, this is it. I get to do what? I get to be He's so he's so good at it though. This is the thing. I think I would have trouble going back to anything where he's not a villain after this. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's so he's perfect and he's loving it, as you say. I don't want to see him as a hero ever again. <laughs> But the Dalton's always my go-to choice uh, whenever they're, they're they're casting any new Batman stuff. He's always my Alfred. I'm like, if you've got to cast Alfred, Timothy Dalton, he's right there. Like, and yeah, okay. of course they, they, that's they, the they, one they, acceptable hero role. <laughs> yeah, but the, the thing is, because they made a good choice with Jeremy Irons, and then now it's like, I don't know if he's gonna be Alfred anymore. I guess not. Uh, imagine him playing Victor Von Doom. Ooh. Oh man. Wow, it's right too. It's like, well, Marvel's got those rights. Yeah. Timothy Dalton's—he's he's just sitting there. So, yeah, yeah go right ahead. That would be—that would be great. 
Uh, I I also I just need to point out that um, uh, that uh, Nick's uh, math on uh, the scream costumes is uh, my I think is right on because if you look at the fountain restoration. Uh, completion plaque. It says 1993, and and if that's the origin of the NWA, you know, prior to them beginning to kill people, uh, then that gives them about three years for uh, for uh, Danny's mom to to die, and then uh, them to start wearing the costumes. So yeah, that, I think that uh, I think that tracks. Wow. I'm loving though on the the plaque. The names are all. Things that are vaguely kind of violent, like yeah, you know, like Hatcher, like Hatchet, and then Skinner, Roper, yeah, Reaper, Butterman, like, yeah, Treacher, like, <laughs> like Treacher, like like Treachery, like you know, like the, the, the yeah, the, but then they Paver. throw in the odd one, like yeah, like yeah, like Cooper, like, yeah, that's, that's that's like a normal name, yeah. <laughs> just to make it not blatantly obvious, but it's still kind of obvious. <laughs> well, isn't a Cooper? It's not violent, but what what's the word Cooper? It was a job, wasn't it? Um. Making barrels. Don't you make barrels? Yeah, yeah, you make like the metal parts and things. Yeah. There's no Miller. Oh, that's like an obvious one you think they would have mm-hmm. went with. It mm. is weird. But first the fact that says Mr. S. Skinner, and now my head's immediately going to like Seymour Skinner. <laughs> so oh, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> of course. You can't put that there without, like, you just. <laughs> oh, man. Um, is, is there any symbolism? To they're, they're all um, sitting around mm-hmm. like this. I don't want to call it a table. I don't know what what, what this stone circle. Yeah, and they've got their walkie talkies in front of them. Yeah, and there it resembles a clock. It very specifically looks like a clock to me. Yeah. Oh, for and sure. And it even has the right numbers. Yeah, it's the right amount of numbers. So is is there anything specific like symbol wise that you can think of? Uh I I am my mind immediately goes to like the doomsday clock. Oh, that's 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 where my mind immediately goes. Uh, I mean it's Ooh. I mean it's hard to tell other than like look at the clock. Um, you know, time for justice, whatever. Mm. Uh, because works, because there's no there's no hands, so we can't get a, spe- a specificity on like a an actual like time that they're trying to say. So I can't say it's yeah. like you know like five five to midnight doomsday clock yeah. kind of thing. Um, but but uh, it it definitely I picked up on that clock thing too. Um, it's, could it's be, too deliberate. That's not an accident. Yeah, yeah. It could be because uh, Nicholas Angel's about to rumble their scheme, so this is time's up. There's right. Ah, the, yeah. the hands are off the clock. Right. <laughs> oh. That's good. I like that. I also need to point out that it has to be deliberate, absolutely has to be deliberate, because there are more NWA members than there are walkie-talkies on the, on the yes. tablet. Yes, yep. Um, so it's absolutely deliberate that this is a clock for some reason. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <it's> so weird. <laughs> my initial glance too, when I was looking at the minute initially on my, on my phone and I saw that and I couldn't make out that there were walkie talkies. So I, th- I just wrote, uh, Gothic ice lollies. Cause I thought they were giant <laughs> black ice lollies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I would have remembered that what in the movie. What flavor would that have been? <laughs> Like black licorice, uh, maybe. Ugh, ugh, I don't know. Name another black candy. That is, that is, that is a that is a nightmare. Cold black licorice. Black licorice is bad enough, but it being like a juice Cola is kind of dark. You know? Yeah, I guess so. I, I've never met you know because you meet people who are like only into dark chocolate. You meet people who really love like black coffee. I don't think I've ever met a human being who was like into black licorice. 
Oh, that's the thing. We we talked about it actually weirdly recently on Batman because uh, we had a whole thing where we, obviously you in that movie the penguins got all this black stuff pouring out of his mouth, mm-hmm. uh, and one of mm-hmm. our guests was like, "Oh, it would be like he's eating a lot of blackjacks, which are like just black licor- licorice sweets over in the UK." Mm-hmm. Um, and then since that, we just had a whole big debate about how well, not even a debate. There was just a bunch of guys agreeing about how disgusting <laughs> blackjacks are. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's then, funny? Uh, just, what's funny about blackjacks is like you guys have blackjacks, which I guess is like a licorice candy. But I remember growing mm-hmm. up in in the states and there was like a there was a a blackjack's gum and i wonder uh. if it was the same the same company and for some reason it was produced as a gum in america and Maybe. produced as licorice in the uk here it's kind of chewy the closest i would say that you've got is like a kind of like a taffy okay yeah so but it's it's a bit harder yeah but it's like a, a little tiny sort of rectangle chewy hard licorice taffy yeah <laughs> kind of thing this was like this is like a stick of gum like like double mint or juicy oh fruit God. like all right but that's a, so maybe danny DeVito just had like a trough of blackjacks on set. <laughs> <laughs> <A> trough <laughs> but the thing like the like thing a is, feed bag <laughs> uh, i've seen my nephew like he was like three it'd be going on four this summer but like him eating blackjacks recently and i've been like why are you eating that that's disgusting <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I really like them. And I'm just like, what crazy supervillain has manufactured the worst thing in the world and then marketed it to children and tricked this kid into thinking that he <laughs> likes blackjacks? <laughs> well, you know, as a hashtag 90s kid, I, I remember there was a point in like the early 2000s where they would sell green ketchup. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had that. I had that. It was amazing. Because <laughs> it was like, kids love gross stuff right now. Let's run with it. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Um, they did. A purple one as well over here. So you could get green, you could get purple. Yes. Mm-hmm. They did something something in orange. Oh, they did an orange one, but that's not too different to red. So that wasn't that freaky. They, I think they it was like, Shrek related. They may have been in, in celebration of Shrek. They they like purposefully, <laughs> like in the in the 90s, they would purposely create things for kids that seemed gross to adults. Because like yeah. then the kids would be like, oh, this is mine. Yeah, we had a we had a weirdly and media you know advertising was asking us to have an antagonistic relationship towards adults. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's really weird in retrospect. Yeah, like what was, was the really... what was the was it was it fruit by the foot that was like where it was like because uh, 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 it was six feet of bubble gum for you, not them. And it was, it was, they're talking about adults. Adults can't have bubble tape. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> of course not. No. Like uh, ghoulish, like fisheye lens shots of like PE coaches and lunch ladies <laughs> yelling at you. See, I, n- I never get though, like companies that try to have that antagonistic, let's target one specific demographic for a thing. Like, cause we have over here, uh, Yorkie chocolate. I knew and, you were going to say this. Because yeah. <laughs> Yorkie chocolate, it's big campaign. It was like, this is chocolate for men. It's for manly men. It's so tough a chocolate that only men can eat it. And then like, it's like, well, you're just splitting your potential audience. If you're marketing and going, no, it's only for men. And you're kind of insulting your female audience. It's like, well, that's well, you're, you're having your, your potential sales right there. But then they also had a Yorkie for ladies, which just had like nuts and raisins in it. And it's just like this whole thing. Like this was only a couple of years ago as well that this was like flying. That is so strange. Now I'm pretty sure the the I think they still do have like on the labels and stuff like the little symbols they had. 
uh, where it's like a little man thing on the the blue one and a pink. Yeah, thing. but I don't think they use the slogan anymore. No, no, I think that's no. been <laughs> that's been like out the door a while. But uh, it's crazy to think that like, oh yeah, this is how we're gonna get money pouring in by saying it's only for the specific group and segregating our freaking uh, demographic. Yeah, it it worked for them for years though because, I mean, when did they come out? It must have been. Well, we ate them as kids, so 80s onwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah presumably. Well, hey, without that antagonistic uh, marketing approach, the Sega Genesis may have never uh, taken off. So uh. <laughs> That's its whole vibe. Yeah. Yeah, that, that era, this is getting very off topic, that era was very, like, everything had to be cool and rad. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, mm-hmm. in your face. Yeah. Goofy's son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that that was the start and the end of your list. <laughs> That's all you need. It's that damn good. Oh, I think it, anyway. I think I'm so out of, um, like, out of t- like, I remember seeing, was it Goof Troop? That was, sure. like, that was my only real knowledge of Max, Goofy's kid. Mm-hmm. And because I'd seen the Goofy movie when I was a kid, but I didn't really watch it, watch it all that much. Sure. And I remember then... When we were doing a hiatus episode on uh, Graffiti Bridge, and I was mentioning like I was a little kid and it was things, and then I was just going. Apparently, he plays like some character in the Goofy movie called like Power Drive or something like that. Powerline. We had Powerline, and Crystal Beth was, and she was like, "Oh my god, that was but," and she got very very excited about this prospect of him being in the Goofy movie. Oh, <laughs> and I was really just like, I feel like I'm estranged from my own generation because I have a goddamn clue who this character is. I miss Crystal Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goofy movie's pretty cool. Well, it's got its own movie by a minute, so I guess it must be all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, crap. Hmm. Um, In this, I liked one other thing I just wanted to uh, bring mm -hmm. up was the the bit about breaking his neck. Yeah. Right. uh, Yeah. Part of the plan. It always reminds me of uh, Blackadder the Third in the, uh, because there's an election episode when Blackadder is both the constituency's returning officer whose predecessor died when he accidentally, brutally stabbed himself in the stomach while shaving. (laughs) And he's also the voter whose predecessor accidentally, brutally cut his head off while combing his hair. (laughs) (laughs) It just made me think of that or like the the elaborate explanations in Spinal Tap for the drummers dying. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Uh, no, and I, I love I love that everyone reacts to it in a combination of like, oh, OK. And oh, that's too bad. Like it's a it was, it was <laughs> yeah. like it was just a really like weird almost like they're practicing their reaction to it when they quote unquote hear the news later around town. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I, yeah, I, I found it like just so almost kind of like sociopathic because it's like they're they're empathetically believing the lie. Yeah, mm. right. To them, it isn't a lie. Like, oh, he, that's uh, that sucks. It was an accident. Like, we're not murderers. Right, right. It's the uh, the George Costanza approach of like, it's not a lie if you believe it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like people have accidents all the time. That's like on the town crest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I also want to point out that this scene uh, once. Uh, uh, once the actual meeting itself, once the chanting stops and the meeting starts, uh, yeah. it is shot exactly in, in the exact same fashion as the scene at the beginning of the movie when uh, Nicholas is meeting the NWA for the first time uh, in the uh, in the sort of like conference room of the hotel. Yeah, I find it something really funny about the way it is like, all right, back to business. And it's like almost comforting. Yeah. 
but they're all still like holding flashlights to their faces. <laughs> yeah. And well, anyway, we had this happen this weekend. Yeah, it's... which which really it's it's really fun because then you have to wonder like, okay, so so when they have these meetings, usually was was the meeting at the ho- at the at the Swan Hotel was that the abnormal meeting where they were all just in street clothes around a normal table, <laughs> yeah. or or is this the out of the norm one? Like, is this the one that they do when they when they murder someone and they do this kind of meeting? Or what's what's the deal? Uh, what's the situation here? I I always got the vibe. This is kind of like what they do on a weekly basis. This is like the Sunday meetup. Yeah. Instead yeah, of going yeah. to church. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure they still go to church in the morning. Um, and then this is this is the oh, evening. Yeah. This is the evening. It's uh, that's the quickest way to small... get got in yeah. Stanford is to not go to church. <laughs> right. <laughs> in a small place like this, yeah, like uh, people. A lot of people in England don't really go to church anymore. But mm-hmm. in a little village like this, it's more common. Because right. um, this is set in Gloucestershire, obviously, where Simon Pegg grew up. Uh, and I also spent a lot of years uh, in this kind of area. Well, this is like uh, literally Edgar Wright's hometown where they're shooting this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sadly, it wasn't shot where they're kind of saying it's set. Right. It's, it's shot in a quite a different kind of place. But it, it looks pretty similar to everywhere but the big towns and cities mm-hmm. in Gloucestershire. It looks yeah, it looks fine. It looks good. Um so yeah, I mean they would probably be going to church, I would think. They I mean they have the church. Every, everywhere has a bloody church here. <laughs> but uh, people don't necessarily go. Mm-hmm. It just seems like with with the fate being such a big deal earlier, mm-hmm. it seems like this is kind of like a town where the church is like a social fixture still. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the yeah. the reverend is part of the NWA, so yeah, so it's sort of like taken with the same respect as like going to see the play when the play opens, or you know, yeah, right. going to the opening of new stuff. It's like, well, right. we have to go to the church. It's co- it's a community uh, activity. Yeah, like, I, I think that's the kind of role it plays in a small right. village. Is mm-hmm. it's more about the community aspect really than the yeah. religion. Yeah. Like, like they, no, they like, always have the fate at the church. Right. That's that's an actual thing. Like I think I think the Andes probably go to church, but they're hungover and they sit in the back together uh, and like right next to the door with their sunglasses on, leaning back, hangover, yeah. just sitting there with making like, fun of people. You with know? like the hungover seventeen year olds. Yeah, right. But they still go. Like they they, yeah. they would never think about not going. They still go. No. <laughs> Wake up, Andy. Yeah. That's it, because I know my dad still goes to to, to mass all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it, it does also seem to be like a thing like because they read out like a newsletter at the end and it's yeah. almost like he's going there to like find out like who died in town that's what it is so, right <laughs> it comes back with like loads of gossip like oh did you hear that this and so, such and such died and so and so is doing this and it's like is it, is it just is the is the mass is a preamble to like a gossip <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's I think you nailed it. I think that's a hundred percent why all of these people in this town would go to church, not for yeah. the actual uh, uh, religious uh, studies, but for the gossip. Yeah, yeah, like they would they would nod and smile whenever like the reverend said something nice or like about God's grace or whatever. Like, oh yeah, but like yeah, it wouldn't. It's not like evangelicism for them. It's just like mm-hmm. gossip. Yeah, gossip. It's a it's a it's a nice thing to do in the community. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they've uh, they've come up with a whole scenario of him uh, slipping in the shower and breaking his neck. 
Uh, and that's, that's how that's going to go down. Apparently. Um, it's I, why, why the shower? Like, I'm just surprised that they wouldn't give him like a more interesting death. Like, so like every other person had a more interesting <laughs> death than what they're giving Nicholas angel, which is like, cause like everyone else, it was, it was sort of tying into like other things that they did in life. Yeah. Um, to like make it make sense, like make it more, make more sense, I guess. But with Nicholas angel, they're just like, yeah, no, he just, he just slipped in the shower and broke his neck, whatever. Who cares? Um, I'm of maybe, two minds. Uh huh. One is that it's a sign of their disrespect or lack of care for angel. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, or it's how uh, last minute this operation was. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, also could have been. It... it also could have been them trying harder with the other deaths because they knew Angel was around, so they were doing it for his benefit. Maybe. Maybe. Wow. Well. Yeah. Where they were like, well, I we suppose this looks yeah. kind of normal though, doesn't it? Like, say, two people in London when they report back what's happened. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Yeah, it's like, true. oh, he slipped in the shower. It doesn't raise that much. <laughs> that's suspicion. true. Imagine like Steve Coogan learning that like a church pyre fell and cra- crushed <laughs> yeah. his head in. God, what if, what if, what if this, what if this, instead of this ending with, with uh, like, like what if, what if in that scene with Lurch, Nicholas Angel had actually been killed and the rest of this oh. movie was Danny is now the protagonist and he has to convince the London police force to help him bring down the NWA and it's oh and it's it's Nick Frost and the the three guys from the beginning of the movie like just going to town on the village in the third act. Oh my god, I need to see Steve Coogan doing that. <laughs> just Hello. Steve Coogan, Bill Nye, and and Martin Martin Freeman just going <laughs> going to town on this on on this village. I'm so <sighs> close to retirement, I can't believe I'm doing this. And then like he just fires his guns in the air. Or something. Yeah. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, just wow. Seeing seeing Bill Nye and and uh, 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 Martin Freeman. No, no, J- um, 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 Frank Butterman. Sorry. Lost, oh, lost Jim Broadbent. Yeah, Jim Broadbent. Like just fighting it out in the model village. <laughs> yeah, just like they live style <laughs> brawling, like punching in the parking lot. Yeah. Oh man. That's what feels like you could have like if you go ever meet Edgar right now and pitch this as the movie. I can imagine it would upset him, and he'd just be like. Oh, I should have done that. Like You've just pitched me a better movie now. God damn it. I was so it's proud like, of Hot Fuzz as well. They just like, it's like wild bunch it. Like they all die doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, even better. Oh my special edition. Come on, make it. It, it ends on a, on a, on a freeze frame, like Butch and Sundance. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I suppose there's only one thing left to do. With it. Yeah. The freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> Running directly in a gunfire. Oh man. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> well, I don't think this episode is going to get any better than that. So <laughs> I think we'll uh, we'll leave it here. Uh, guys, where can uh, people find uh, Batman? Oh, we're, we're everywhere, <laughs> even where you don't want us to be. We're on Facebook. You can find us at the Batman Listener's Cave if you want to chat about our show. We're on Twitter at Batman. Uh, and if you want to actually listen to it, we're, we're on every podcatcher. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify now. If you want, we've got like four listeners on spotify or something because <laughs> so, yeah. i'd never ever promote the fact it's on spotify mm. i think someone yeah, just, actually, just put was... in bat minute or bat minute podcast we're like the only thing that comes up it's great you're uh I you're I... you're closing in on the on the third act of batman returns which is 
Very exciting. Uh, what? How are you guys feeling about the transition into uh, into <laughs> Schumacherville? Well, it's so strange in the recording of this one because it it's got to the stage where like it it feels like we started the, the this season yesterday and it's also been going on since like the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I constantly feel like we're inching through like the Penguins attack in Gotham and stuff. And it just feels like, oh my god, we've been doing this for like forever. So Joel Schumacher to me still seems like that's a world away. <laughs> like I've not even quite got mentally prepped to get into that just yet. Uh, but I'm also eager to get there because um, as much as I love Batman Returns, sometimes we're a bit like, oh, we had to talk for weeks about like the Penguin potentially drowning children in toxic waste and stuff. <laughs> and it's a bit like, I'm, even I'm kind of looking forward to like a lighter Batman. <laughs> I haven't had to talk about this over and over again. Yeah. But, I mean, Returns uh, is my favorite Batman, uh-huh. but I am excited to get to the Schumacher ones because it's such a shift. Mm-hmm. Mm. And there's always something to say, good or bad. <laughs> there's yeah. something to say about those movies. Oh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to, definitely looking forward to the, the, the next season i'm looking forward to all of it like it's all yeah there's no there's no point of that minute where i'm like oh the only time i was ever like oh this is gonna be a a, a tough week to get through was in the first movie when it was bruce visiting vicky vale in her apartment so i just hate that scene because it's just like it just kills the movie stone dead but it ended up being great minutes so they yeah the guest who had that week has been like one of our most frequent guests since so it's like oh everything worked out so Mm -hmm. um but yeah, yeah, we'll um, we'll uh, also add there when uh, John said, you know, we're even in places you don't want us to be. That's not a confession, okay? That's all <laughs> alleged, and we have to get the deal with our day in court over those accusations, okay? Yeah, nothing has been proven. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, can you come back tomorrow? Yeah, I think we can, can't we, Now We can we can sack off our own show. We'll come and do this instead. This is better. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Well, uh, we will be back tomorrow with Minute 81 for the greater good. The greater good. The greater good.